0: Rising Champions a podcast about the mental side of sports featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships hosted by Dr. Jason Nevetsky of Champion Mindset Group alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. Here we are, episode 7 of the Rising Champions podcast. I'm Kyle Bogie. We have Dr. Jason Nevetsky here and uh, Doc. This is an exciting week. I know fans aren't going to be allowed to be out there at Detroit Golf Club for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but uh, this time tomorrow they will be teeing it up uh, here in Detroit, and uh, look forward to seeing the the slate of players and the, the competition that could be out there. And um, you know, I, I know for you, even though we can't be at the actual tournament watching, we'll all be watching on TV. But it, it is great news. be having this event for the second consecutive year. Hopefully, it only continues to grow moving forward. It really is a great thing for the area for golf.
1: I agree, Kyle. Um, It's really exciting. It's great for the city of Detroit, for the state of Michigan, because we know how big the game of golf here uh, is in Metro Detroit in particular, and we have those beautiful courses up north. Uh, I was at the Rocket Mortgage last year and had a wonderful time walking around, um, seeing what they've done with the course and how they set it up and seeing the players. And even though the scores were really really low. Um, it was so great to see them uh, take on the challenge of those fairways and greens out there. So you say, even though the scores were really low,
0: it, people love seeing birdies, you know, people yeah, love seeing great shots. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it was a great time. I know, I think this year, they're going to try and grow the rough, uh, you know, a little bit further up and I'm sure yeah. roll the greens out a little bit more to try and uh, make it. So 25 under isn't the, uh, the winning score, but people love seeing all that anyway. So I you know, agree.
1: I, I think they do love seeing everybody go low, but at the same time, you like to see a pro struggle every now and then say, Oh, I know what he's feeling right now as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Kind of relate to uh, the average exactly. golfers uh, just like you and I well yeah. on the topic of, you know, the, the rocket mortgage classic, obviously fans aren't going to be allowed. Unfortunately mm-hmm. this year, hopefully things back to normal, uh, you know, next year, but we, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I do find it fascinating because we're going to be seeing a lot of this here moving forward with sports where fans are either going to be limited or not allowed at all. And you see some athletes embrace, say, playing in a tough road environment and, and embrace the people that are uh, talking to them and getting angry with them and getting on them. There are others who can, you know, kind of curl up and, and maybe be a little tight and not necessarily embrace that. Is it just dependent on the type of athlete, the type of mentality, but, you know, depending on how I guess you can go out there and perform versus, you know, maybe again, some guys will play a little bit better since there won't be a bunch of fans and rowdy fans out there at the Rocket Mortgage class.
1: Yeah, I, I think it, everybody's different. Everybody hunts differently. Everybody's going to play and compete differently. So I think it's going to impact and already has impacted uh, professional athletes in different ways. So uh, there's going to be lots of athletes that enjoy uh, not having fans out there, uh, but they're still going to have the, the pressure of their playing competitors there. Um, I think also the visual aspects of not just having fans, but not having the grandstands and not having people surround and frame a fairway and a green is going to be different for a lot of these guys as well. I think sometimes that can help. Um, you know, also, you get some lucky bounces when you got that grandstand behind the green. If you're not sure, you could fire one, it's going to hit off that backboard, and uh, you get a free drop and things like that. And now, maybe not so much. So maybe they have to be a little bit more careful. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of guys feed off the crowd. Uh, So they're going to need that crowd uh, down the road to kind of focus them and build up their energy and and cheer them on when they're down. Because a lot of guys like Ricky Fowler have a tremendous fan base here in Detroit and, uh, you know, they won't be there. And so he's going to miss out on that.
0: Well, look forward to watching it all weekend long uh, and uh, we'll see what the winning score is this year. I, I just by playing it a couple of weeks ago, I think the score is going to be a little bit less maybe than it was last year. Uh, I think they they certainly want to try and make that happen. So uh, we have a, a great interview today, part two actually, of uh, our sit down with Bob Krause, who is attempting right now actually to get on his journey and get on the, the champions tour, which will be really exciting. 49 right now, he turns 50 this fall and he has been working mentally, physically, uh, you know, from a diet standpoint, workout regimen, everything to be able to do this. And He's hitting the ball further now than he was when he was on, you know, the web.com tour and floating around there professionally uh, for about nine years. So we'll dive a little bit more into that. uh, The steps that he has to take to be able to get on the Champions Tour, and of course, get his thoughts on Detroit golf club and what we could see this week at the rocket mortgage classic, but really quick doc uh, wanted to make sure that, that we mentioned, you know, the champion mindset group, which is powering, you know, this, this rising champions podcast. And this has been really exciting for us. We're now on episode seven. Um, But everything kind of getting back to normal for you, you know, from that standpoint and and being able to work with with the athletes.
1: Yeah, it has. Thanks. Um, You know, when the governor kind of released everybody from home, um, my phone started ringing off the hook. So um, athletes are getting back to play. Baseball tournaments are going on all over the state and in Ohio as well. Uh, A lot of my golfers have been playing already. Um, So, yeah, it's exciting to get back and get in the office with people and meet them face-to-face instead of Zoom meetings. So it's uh, a real pleasure for me to get back to work, so to speak. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about a lot of great sports psychology uh, on this podcast. And if people are interested, just uh, reach out to me, the website's champmindset.com. Um, give me a call. My phone number's there. My email's there. And if you're interested in becoming a mentally tough athlete, um, I'm ready to help you.
0: All right. Well, like I said, episode seven of the Rising Champions podcast, this is part two of our discussion with Bob Krause. You'll see him and hear from him a lot here moving forward and be sure to follow his journey Uh, as well. You can find him on social media, find him everywhere. See him on channel four. He's also a golf instructor here in town. So this will be a really exciting calendar year uh, for Bob and we'll be supporting him. Uh, And we encourage you and thank you for supporting us as well. Please download, subscribe, share, rate the rising champions podcast, whatever podcast medium you may find and, and, and listen to. You can download it on there and listen. We really appreciate this. And we hope that this is only the beginning. So here we go. Part two uh, with Bob Krause, who's going to be hopefully on the Champions Tour uh, a year from now. All right. So I want to continue where we were kind of at the end of, of part one. Bob, you got into really the mental aspect and thinking about, you know, some of the shots that you left out there on the course. You know, you don't think about necessarily the great shots. If you stuff one, you know, with a wedge and, you know, to tap in range. No, you're thinking about the three putts that you had. You're thinking about potentially yeah. uh, the missed fairway, maybe on, you know, number 16 or whatever that led you to uh, a bogey. And doc, I'd, I'd like to bring you in on this too, because I do think that that is something that a lot of people and a lot of athletes think about. It's not the ones that you make, it's the ones that got away from you. And I'd be curious to get, Your thoughts, Doc, on is that the approach you should have? Should you focus on the ones that you did hit or should you focus on the ones, Okay, I need to
1: correct that moving forward? That's such a great question, Kyle. I'm glad you brought that up because it is something that Bob and I have talked a little bit about, but we need to get more into. And it's something that definitely comes up with all my clients and all aspects of sports and life uh, for that matter. So my approach um, when we do that is what I call self-evaluation. So I think every great athlete and and successful person has to constantly evaluate their performance. Otherwise, we're not going to grow. And we have to be brutally honest with ourselves. Uh, So we have to move the ego out of the way and and really just look at the facts. So at the same time, though, we don't want to be completely negative. Uh, cause our brain is hardwired to go to that negative place. It just is. We have to admit that we're always looking for what's wrong. Uh, we're very critical of every, not just ourselves, but other people as well. So I have a simple process and I hope parents are listening to, because these are great questions to ask your kids on those dreaded car ride homes after games and matches and things like that is, is real simple document in a performance journal. What went well today and why? Because when you really think about it, a lot of things went well. So as Bob said, you know, out of all those shots, he hit 99% of them really well. And his first thought was the three shots that didn't go well. So (laughs) you need to ask yourself what went well today and why did that happen? Because if you know why, you can do it again. Especially if you write it down, that's just an ingrain it even further. And you can go back and read that. Like, you know, I was playing really well last week. What was I doing? Oh yeah, this is what I was doing. This was the move I was thinking about. This was the feeling that I had uh, when I hit those shots. And then ask yourself this question, what could I have done better and how will I fix it? Not what did I suck at today, but what did I do You know, well? And then what could I have done better and what is the plan for me to go and fix it? And then deliberately set up a practice session to work on those weaknesses under pressure and that's something that we, we continue to talk about is you know celebrate the success identify the areas of need and let's just talk about a plan to fix it and go execute it and take a motion out of the equation and I think when you do that and you're more objective you're going to get more done you're going to grow and you continue to be successful
0: so so this is a perfect transition because I, I find that fascinating um, you know you have golfers who I don't know, they'll be mic'd up for, you know, an event like the the Tiger Phil match, you know, or something like that with Brady and Peyton Manning. And they'll have fun and they'll be relaxed and they'll hit some great golf shots, right? But it's a totally different demon once you're actually out there in tournament play and, you know, that pressure and all that. But Bob, you said it, you know, there's a there's a difference between going and firing a 65, uh, you know, out with friends or out with, with Doc and doing it, you know, on the actual tour or in pressure situations. So I guess, how do you take... You know, that mentality, the relaxed feeling of this is just another Tuesday round, you know, whatever, and translate that to this is something where I, I need to hit shots. I need to make putts. This is a big deal.
2: Yeah. So, you know, for me, I'm going to it's continued growth for me. Um, I don't think I'm there yet mentally um, because, uh, you know, like here's a funny story real quick. The round we play with uh, Jason over at Red Run. I shoot 65. I make two, three putts. And he out me one time. And yes. all about, <laughs> he's texting me and say, Hey, we're going to play next week. I want to work on some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to join you. Cause guess what? I'm going to, I'll drive you on number seven. And then I'm going, home. <laughs> oh. so like these things fester in your mind. Right. And, and with doctors, uh, ability to calm me down, you know, that's going to take me to the next level. So, to answer your question to kind of regress a little bit, you know, I was kind of going on what you originally asked uh Jason, but you know, I think that right now I'm not quite there. I did pass a big test a couple months ago by going down to Florida and playing uh with some friends and some and, and some other pro golfers. Um, but I could find myself the as I call them the birds in the cage. Mickey and I call them the birds in the cage are little demons that are rolling around. Um, you know, they just they they resurface under pressure. You know, the doubting Thomases that you have in your brain. And um they're certainly leaving the cage. The birds are flying out, but there's still a few too many that are in there. So, um, to answer your question, Kyle, I'm going to get there. It's a journey, right? And I'm gonna get there and I believe I can get there. I just have to practice. And I and and Jason said something to me um after a couple rounds ago, I don't remember which one, but he said, you know, you have to practice your mental preparation. Like you practice your chipping and your putting. And I never heard that before where you have to put yourself in that situation. You have to practice that whole routine that the way you're going to think about that, executing that shot, the way your body's going to move, just, you know, the mind just controls so much of the speed of the backswing and speed of the downswing and my over the top. And, and what he says is you really have to practice your mind game like you practice your full swing game and that, that those along with trust it and other, stay in the moment and many other things that, that just kind of like stick in your brain. That one really hit home.
1: You. Uh, you've- Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to jump on that too because one of the things we talked about when he went down to Florida and played with some pros and what he's going to experience when he gets out there at Q School and on the tour and things is you have to have a competition plan. So when he mentions practicing your mental game in addition to the visualization and concentration work we're doing and routines, it's to plan for the potential distractions that you're going to have out there on tour. So we talked about like what are you going to do when you're going out to your range session on the day day one of a tour and You get media requests, you get uh, kids or adults that want your autograph or want to talk to you or hear more about your story. You have to mentally prepare for those distractions because if you're not ready for that, that's going to completely knock you off your game because you're going to be so sidetracked and your blood pressure is going to go up, the the way you walk is going to change, and that's going to change how you think. It's going to alter your focus. So let's talk about and visualize. What are we going to say and do when a little kid asks for an autograph or an adult wants to talk to you about how you lost all that weight and how you got here? So we, we planned that out a little bit. We still got some more work to do on that, but we talked about how Bob wants to make sure that every time he interacts with a person out there, he wants it to be a good experience for that fan. That's really important to him. And I think that's very admirable uh, coming from a, a professional athlete to know that your character is important and you want to leave a positive lasting impression. When you meet with somebody, because we hear so many stories about athletes that you know shove people aside or don't look them in the eye and things like that, and there are many great ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but Bob wants to make sure that is a priority for him, but he has to mentally prepare for that, is what I'm saying.
0: So, I guess Bob, for you, uh, what are the next steps? You know, to get to qualifying, to, to achieve your goal of obviously getting to you know the Champions Tour, but then you know you also want to perform, you know, once you get there. But but what are the next steps for you?
2: So, um, Q school was supposed to be October, November this year. Um, first stage was, they didn't have a first stage uh, spot, but second stage is in, was supposed to be in November at TPC Tampa and that got everything got postponed because of COVID. So, um, which is good cause I don't turn 50 till later this year anyway. So it gives me another year to prepare, uh, at least six months to a year to prepare to get to the next spot. And by that time, physically, um, and mentally I should be raring to go. I mean, I'm hitting the golf ball further than I ever pretty much have. Um, I'm hitting seven irons and drivers and doctors witnessed it um, physically really, really hard and mentally um, I'm, I'm getting to the next level. So, you know, Q school got postponed, but I can't lose sight of the the goal here, right? So the, the journey, and I might go down and play some, um, some, you know, some satellite tours down in Florida this winter, just to kind of get my chops back. Um, I'm being asked to play in a lot of money games, which I'm not sure I've got to talk to Jason about, <laughs> um, you know, just to play in these money games and it's, it's good and bad, you know, cause at a local level, if I, if I win, then I'm kind of like the scoundrel. But if I don't win, you know, he's not good enough. So I've got to kind of battle those demons, Jason. And I, I want, uh, you know, eventually you and I talk about that, but to get to the next level, it's a tour school or a, a four spot as they call it. Uh, back in the day when I was four spotting for the PGA tour where you go and Monday qualify and then, you know, get in the event, but you know, in all reality, I'd like to get through Q school and uh, get my status and then go out there and uh, show the world, you know, where the heck has this guy been?
0: Is there a, I mean, you talk about your why and, and why you want to do this. And doc said, you got to do this for you. You know, that has to be one of the things that you do, but I got to believe there is a certain sense of, you know, you had to be one of the guys that, that made a decision to kind of step away, you know, and, and you had yeah. to go pursue other things and, and and handle things in your life. Meanwhile, these other guys, you know, maybe they had a little bit more success. They didn't have to do that. You know, they stayed with it and stayed on. Is that something that kind of creeps into your mind? Like, you know, that, that kind of prove it, you know, thing for you that you want to get on here and show these guys that you, you know, if you would have hung on, you probably could have done exactly what they did. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, like I'm beating guys that have won the masters, you know, I mean won U.S. opens and PGA championships and practice rounds by a significant number. And, you know, I've beaten guys that have won masters in the last year, not, not, or senior guys that have won them, you know, masters in the last year. So like, it's, there's this like little, you know, little thing in my head that says, wait a minute, you can still do this. Like you can still prove, you know, to yourself and everybody else that, Hey, you have the talent, you have, have the ability to you know separate yourself mentally from the herd, and um, so there's a lot of the why for me is proving proving to myself that I, hey I should have been there I should have done that I, if I would have stuck it out this is the lifestyle I should have had or the or the you know the the influence I could have had on uh, young people, um, so there is some I, I know where you're going with that and you kind of want to you <laughs> you want to hear. Um, you know, I do want to needle some people. There's no doubt I <laughs> want to some people. And I want to look them in the face and say, you know, you know, welcome to the parade and, and I want to walk down main street. But, um, at the same token, I know that if I absorb myself with that, I'm not going to reach that, that level because you know, that can fester, right. So it's like those shots that, you know, when, you know, Jason out drove me by, you know, we're driving up the fairway. And he's like, Oh, that's the longest drive I've ever heard. And and he gets there and goes, that's my. you. You, you know, <laughs> you're back there. Right. So like, those are the things that if I let that fester, it'll fester. Right. Until I, I reach my goal. Now he can out drive me 300 times and it doesn't matter to me. Now I know that I can, and I'll drive him, you know, multiple more times. So I've reached that goal. So, um, you know, to kind of get back to where you're going, there is some, there is some, there are some people that I really want to, you know, you know, I kind of want to put it in there and rotate it, you know, put it back in and then rotate it a little bit more. Uh, if I let that kind of absorb my train of thought, I, I, I don't think it's healthy. And Jason, you can probably answer that better. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I yeah. think it's really important what Bob said there. Um, you know, he and I have talked a lot about this place we can go to sometimes called the dark side and to use some of those um, slights that have happened to us. Um, we want to stick it back to people and things like that for things they've said or things they thought about us and things like that. And I told Bob, it's okay to go there. Uh, every now and then, but it's not a place that we want to go to frequently. Uh, it's not a good place to live. So I don't have a problem with using those types of things as motivators for us from time to time when we really need it. But going back to what you mentioned earlier, Kyle, is, is doing it for yourself uh, and making sure we stay true to our, our sole purpose on, on what we're trying to accomplish for ourselves. And the outcome of that will automatically be sticking it to those doubters that, that said we couldn't do it, but let's not go there too frequently.
0: And uh, obviously that's a difficult thing to do because all of us uh, golfers and athletes, uh, you got to find certain cues, certain things that kind of get you going and all that. But um, Bob, just to kind of veer off course here, we do have uh, the second annual rocket mortgage classic uh, at Detroit golf club. uh, That's going to be getting started here uh, tomorrow, actually round one will be. So uh, if you know, you can, I I guess, were you able to play it last year when it was tournament ready? I know I played it just uh, a few weeks ago. And the rough was already three and a half inches. Apparently they want to grow it to five inches uh, by the time that they get it going. It seems as though DGC wants to make sure that the scores maybe aren't as low as they were last year when Nate Lashley won it. Uh, do you think that the same thing could end up happening here?
2: Well, unless they narrow the fairways down like and grow it up, <laughs> really not a big defense out there for, for those guys because everyone hits it so darn straight and they hit it, you know, at proximity of the hole is so close. Um, you know, if they speed those greens out you know, to maybe 13, 14 and they, you know, pinched everything in a little bit, then they should be right right around 1820 20. we should be the winner. But I mean, like I, I played out there a few days ago and um it was uh you know if you're if you're if you're on your game you can go really low there because the greens are so pure, uh conditions are so good, but there's really no big defense out there aside from your brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to uh although there's no doubt and those greens can definitely mess with you um just to kind of wrap this up i guess because you talked about uh you at uh, the age of 49 hitting it further than you know you ever have you've gone on a you know a dietary mission and focused on your body and being you know more of an athlete and all that we clearly have seen a lot of these young pros focus a lot on their body their diet their workout regimen their routine all of that how much has that changed golf? You know, I guess you, you know, being on the tour and being, you know, in various capacities, you know, in the last thirty years to what you're seeing now with the technology and the way that these guys are torquing their bodies.
2: Oh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable because I never prepared like this physically. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was always in good shape, but I'd stick the peg in the ground. And let's go play. But now I'm preparing to, the, you know, physically to get to the next level. I see it's the difference is, is immense. I mean, you just step up to it your body reacts to your brain, you're, you're seeing shots and you can hit these shots that your brain's saying, okay, you can do this. Um, but you know, there is talk about having a tour golf ball. I don't know if you guys have heard this yet, but you know, cause the oh, yeah. self is what's separating, you know, these great players from hitting it so far. Right. So, um, so they're talking about it actually, you know, Colin was saying a few weeks back about having a tour golf ball because the ball's just going so much further. Um, I don't know if that's realistically going to happen because these, you know, manufacturers sell a lot more drivers than they do putters. So, if if uh, you know Dustin Johnson hits a ball 350 yards with a tailor-made driver, guess what? People go out and buy tailor-made drivers. So there might be a little bit of a kickback there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, Bob, we uh, really appreciate the time. This was uh, an unbelievable two-part interview. Uh, certainly. Look forward to uh, following your journey. You can follow uh, Bob Krauss, see him on channel four. You can follow some of his teachings uh, and certainly uh, look for him on social media as he uh, continues his journey to get to the Champions Tour. Bob, we look forward to seeing it and uh, we'll, we'll talk with you soon.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you for listening to the rising champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again
0: next week for another episode.